Welcome to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast as we celebrate life change through the ministries of Peace Church. Welcome back to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. This is episode three. My name is Brad Perry. I'm the mobilization pastor here at Peace Church. Today we are joined by Carl Bradshaw. He is our family ministry pastor of children, also our executive pastor. So Carl, if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, because obviously being a pastor was not always in your plan. So just give us a little bit about your story and kind of how you became a pastor here at Peace Church. Yes, so um, I had the opportunity to teach in the public school system for eight years. My dream, my goal had always been to be an administrator in a school. Rusty spoke to me um, about 10 years ago and asked me, man, would you ever consider being a pastor coming on to our staff? And at first I was like, man, no, because I, that my dream had always been to be an administrator. After about a year of prayer, I came back to Rusty and I said, man, I think God's calling me to this. So I've been here at Peace for eight years and I've loved every minute of it. That's awesome, man. So at Peace Church, we call this the, the Life Change Podcast. Yeah. So our mission at Peace Church is we want to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. So how do you accomplish that mission with the Kingdom Kids Ministry? Yeah, so something we did a few years back, we realized that we were not we were not doing that. We were not meeting our map. We were not we were not doing what the adults were doing, what the teenagers were doing. So the first step we did, we said, we want to pair life group leaders up with kids so they can start that Christ-centered relationship. Every Sunday, we have life group second hour here at Peace Church with our Kingdom Kids. We've got the same life group leaders who lead those kids every single week. So it's been really cool to see relationships built, to see our leaders pouring into the lives of the kids, and to see our kids just learning from our leaders. It's, It's been very rewarding. Yeah, it's awesome. And obviously, you've got a great group of volunteers that serve in those roles. Just this month, we launched an intentional focus on discipleship uh, for children. But it's not just for children. Uh, The whole family has been invited to this. Could you tell us a little bit about the why of this intentional discipleship with uh, kids and families, and then also the how? What we realized is that as Kingdom Kids leaders— Throughout the month, we might have the kids eight hours a month, right, here at church. If they come on Wednesday nights, we might have them 12 hours. Well, vacation happens, kids get Mm -hmm. sick. We realize that we are not the primary disciple makers of our kids. We realize that that's the parents' responsibility. We want to aid the parents in that. We want to help them with that. But we know we cannot be the lead in that. The, The home has to be the lead in that. So what we want to do is partner with parents to help them learn how to disciple their kids at home. And so we had, man, I think we had about 18 families come out, which was great. The parents were involved in in the lessons, in the activities, in the games. And we have homework for the families to go home and do. So our prayer is that the families, the parents, the moms, the dads, the grandparents, that they will really lead the kids in discipleship at home. Man, that's awesome. Um, we all know that. I think we've all heard that 
the parents, you're the primary disciple makers yeah. in your home. It's not the job of the church. Sure. The church is to come alongside to help you with that. I think a lot of our parents, me being one, like we understand that. But what are some of the biggest barriers that you've seen? Yeah. Maybe just as children's pastor, but also just as a parent yourself, what are some of those big barriers that have gotten in the way from you intentionally discipling your children? And how can parents address those? Yeah, so just to be honest, with our family specifically, we have three kids. It doesn't matter if you have one kid, two kids, three kids, four kids. Our schedules are crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Last night I got home at 8 o'clock from a sports practice. By the time we ate supper, finished up homework, took took baths and showers, the kids are worn slam out. I think our schedules are our biggest barriers to family discipleship at home. For me personally, I've seen that, and that's been mine and Kelly's biggest struggle at home is just having, making the right time to do it. You know, um, kids get up at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, go to school. After school, we don't get home till this time. There's practices. There's this going on. It's just time, man. Yeah, time's one issue. Yeah. Um, what about for that parent that says, well, I'm not a theologian. Right. Like, I don't have a seminary degree. Maybe they feel like they don't know enough. Yeah. What would you say to that parent? Man, I would say just start basic. You know, yeah. just two weeks ago, I had a parent come up and he said, man, we're really excited for this family discipleship because I don't know how, I don't know yeah. how to do it. They were just being honest. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I really felt their heart. Like they want to disciple their kids. They just don't know how to do it. My my suggestion to him was, man, just start basic. Yeah. Read read half of a chapter. Read one verse a night with your kids. Talk about what does that verse mean to you in, in your life. You be honest with the kid. Let them know what that means to you. Let them express that. And start real basic. Start real easy. Yeah. And um, that's why our church really wants to help parents in that process. Yeah, and there's no shortage of tools sure. that are out there for you. Absolutely. I mean, even if you just... One thing I do with our girls is we grab the Bible app. Yeah. And we take turns. Adriana, you pick out, you know, a devotion that we're going to do together. When that's over, Adlin, you pick out one of these. Sure. Just little things like that. There's yeah. a ton of tools out there. So like Carl said, start basic. Uh, you don't have to create something on your own. Go grab, you know, a tool that's already out there. Hit Carl up. Yeah, Hit yeah, yeah. And say, look. We've got resources for sure. Absolutely. Man, that's great. Um, now, with the Kingdom Kids ministry, you know, a, a major piece of our map here at the church is to serve others yeah. in ministry. So what are some serving opportunities that you have in the kids' ministry where maybe someone that's that's in our church, uh, they're not really involved serving yet. What are some areas where they could get involved serving with Kingdom Kids? Yeah, so they could be life group leaders for our elementary kids. That's a time where they could serve every week with kids. If they say, Carl, I, I'm new to serving. I just want to get my feet wet. Um, our first hour up in Kingdom Kids, we do what we call rotations, where we have different activities that teach the lesson. We have people that serve that hour one Sunday, two Sunday, three Sundays a month. We also have birth through four-year-olds downstairs. And, man, there's always a need in the nursery, in the three-year-old class, four-year-old class, two-year-old class, one-year-old class. There's always ways that you can serve with kids. And I hope and I think that when you do, it'll be a huge blessing to your life. And a plus, if you're a man and you're listening to this, absolutely, you can volunteer in the nursery and you don't have to change anything. Ah, that's right. That's One right. One of our policies here: men don't change diapers. Funny story: I was filling in. I think it was maybe an Easter service or something. Yep. where We had three services. We we're trying to, you know, create opportunities for our normal workers where they could actually go and attend the sure. service. And so Adeline was a baby. She had a bad diaper, and I was like, "Hey, I can't ah, change I can't the diaper. Can't do it. Can't do policy it." Policy says men absolutely. can't do it. Absolutely. 
And this Catholic looked at me and said, when it's your child, you change that diaper. Absolutely. Um, Man, I'm thankful for all of the men specifically um, who serve in Kingdom Kids. Mm -hmm. Just last week, first hour, um, not that we don't love our women, but sometimes men are intimidated with serving with kids. All first hour, all of our teachers were men. So it's just very encouraging to see men and women jump on board and want to serve kids. Absolutely. Um, we're going to change gears a little yeah. bit because you also, a major piece of what you do here at the church is your executive pastor. Sure. And so you oversee our buildings, our budgets, and, and also our personnel. Um, here at the church right now, like we're gearing forward for this renovation. We're excited yeah. about it. Um, can't wait to see what it's going to look like, ready for it to get started. I know, right? So we can get over with, so we can get in there. Um, but could you just tell us, uh, what are some of the updates and what's going on with that renovation? Where are we in the process? Yeah, so Adam Corns, our media and communications pastor, and myself, we just got off the phone with this guy named Ryan in Miami, Florida. He's our seating guy. Um, so what our renovation is going to look like, we're going to have new seating in the auditorium, new flooring throughout the whole building. We're going to have paint, new paint throughout the whole building. And right now our update, we're, we, we have 910 chairs that we're trying to get pledged. And right now we're close to 340. So we're a good okay. ways there. We've also had people donate money that we haven't counted in that. So I think realistically we're probably at a pledge of 400 chairs or so. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting there for sure. If you haven't pledged yet and you're listening today or watching, um, we would love for you to take one of those pledge cards in the auditorium fill out your pledge card, pledge to buy a chair, or just pledge to donate money. We're really excited about this renovation, and we'd love for everybody to get on board. For sure. Um, so for those people that have made pledges, yeah. how can they give to it? I know we're going to be taking up some special offerings that we're going to designate. Yeah. These are going for the renovation, but what are ways? Can they only give at the church? No. Can they give online? Yeah. You, you can online? give online. You can give um, at the church. And online, there's a specific thing that you can check that says building renovation. Mm-hmm. And then if you take an envelope on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights and want to give as well, um, you can just write building renovation on that, and it will get to the right fund for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Um, any questions on the renovation, contact me yeah. or, or Adam or Adam. So yep. Carl Adam, Adam. So if you got yep. questions on the renovation, don't come to me because <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give you a call or to Adam on that one. Um, next thing is, um, we like to share life change stories. Yeah. Here. Uh, uh, one of the major reasons why we're doing this podcast is just to give the entire church a chance to hear how God's working in each particular ministry. Sure. So Carl, could you just give us a life change story? From the Kingdom Kids Ministry. Yeah, man. There's this lady named Elaine Parimba. She serves as a second grade life group leader. I can remember the first time she ever came up to me. And let me just back the story up. She had been doing personal discipleship with one of our ladies here at church. Through that and through her just wanting to learn more about God's Word, she told me, she said, Carl, I've never taught kids before. I've never led kids, but I feel like God's calling me to do this. I said, Elaine, well, let's do it. And so we helped her um, just learn how to teach, how to lead. And she says, Carl, I'm just not good at this. And I'm like, Elaine is absolutely one of our best small group leaders. She studies. She pours into the lives of the kids. She brings them special treats. My kids have both been in her small group, and they love her. And it's just been really cool to see how Elaine, who was not very confident to begin with, and just what God's done in her confidence and in her life as she's grown and as she has just poured into the lives of the kids. Mm-hmm. She's making an eternal impact, and I'm just so thankful for Elaine. Yeah, I, I echo that. Dude, she's awesome. She taught Adriana to this day. As soon as she sees her, Adriana's running up, giving her a yeah. big hug. She's currently 
leading Adeline, and Adeline's like her little helper. She lets her get involved and help her serve. And so, Miss Elaine, you are truly making a huge impact. Absolutely. Carl's kids' family, my kids' family, um, and their lives, and it's just incredible. So I'm thinking there's probably a lot of Elaine's oh, that man. are sitting in our congregation yeah. right now that are going, I know I probably need to do this, but I'm, I'm intimidated by it. I don't think I have the, the training. I don't think I have the tools for it. Uh, that's exactly where Elaine was, and now, years later, she's making eternal impact. So if you're sitting in the crowd uh, of our church and you're not plugged in serving, don't let that stop you. Please hit up Carl, hit up one of our pastors about getting involved serving, because Absolutely. God wants to use you here. Carl, man, thanks so much. Um, anything that we can just be in prayer for over the Kingdom Kids ministry specifically? Yeah, man. Um, I think my biggest prayer recently has been over our family discipleship. Mm-hmm. Again, we mentioned it earlier. We just really want to help parents learn how to disciple their kids. And with the schedules that I mentioned, my prayer has just been for our for our families, for our parents, that, um, that they will feel like they can disciple their kids at home. So my biggest prayer recently has been I'm praying for our parents because I know they desire that. I know they want to do that. So I'm just praying a big protection around our, our parents right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, man, we will definitely be in prayer over that. All right. Um, the final thing we do in our podcast, man, is we just throw out some rapid fire personal questions. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> so that we can get to know you a little better. And you don't know what's coming. So that, that's the fun part about this. So real quick, Carl, what is your favorite meal? What is your go-to meal, your last meal before you die? What yeah. Are you man, dude, I love Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because... Um, I love anything Mexican. I'll go to the Mexican restaurant. I won't even look at the menu, and I'll say, hey, I want number 28. No clue what it is. I don't know. I love anything Mexican. And, like, my kids think, oh, goodness, Daddy, you're crazy. Like, why don't you know? I'm like, 15, 18, 5, whatever. I just pick a number. That's funny. Speaking of that, that takes my mind back to a staff retreat we had. In Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah. And Brian, you were on that one. I was. Brian said, well, we went to a Mexican restaurant, a great Mexican restaurant. I've been there many times. And so Brian looks at the waiter and he says, yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Bad, literally bad t- choice. He t- told the waiter to surprise him. And we didn't see Brian anymore for the rest of the staff retreat. He was sick the rest of the staff retreat. Yeah, that was a bad day for it Brian. It was a bad day. So <laughs> pick a number at least. Don't say surprise me. Pick a number. Pick a number. Uh, Carl, what do you like to do in your free time? Man, um... So a couple of different things. I love working out in the yard. Like um, I love cutting grass. I love doing anything in the yard. And then I love playing outside with my kids, um, with Kelly. Um, As far as like soccer, basketball, my kids love sports. And we love just getting out there and and running around and playing. And Kelly and I about pass out and the kids are running circles around us, right? For sure. (laughs) It's fun, man. But that's what I like to do in my spare time. Awesome. All right, so what is something interesting about you that most people may not know? Yeah, so probably some people know. um, When I was two years old, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, So I'm going 36 years strong with that. Um, And I wear an insulin pump. And, um, man, my numbers have been really good recently. But people, some people just looking at me might not know that. So, yeah, that's it. And if you've ever been around Carl, when that blood sugar has dropped... I'm sorry. It is uh, entertaining, to say the least. We were on a mission trip one time uh, with our junior high students. What's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> we were on a mission trip with our junior high 
students and his blood sugar drops and, and I'm downstairs cleaning out the van from where we made a huge mess in them. Um, and, uh, and one of our workers comes down and says, you got to get up there. Something's <laughs> wrong with Carl. He just threw me in Dennis Holly's lap and <laughs> I got there and Carl's yelling. So, so anyway, embarrassing. We, we got him to check his blood sugar. It was like 40 something, man. It was low that day. Yeah. That don't happen very often, but when it does, everybody better watch out. <laughs> if it ever happens, get your phone out. Oh, come on, man. What's something that you've done that you'll never do again? Something I've done that I'll never do again. Okay. So we we used to go to Hanging Rock, mm-hmm. right? Dude, I'm scared of heights. Like, I'm very scared of heights. So... This isn't that big of a deal. It was to me. Mm-hmm. I I decide we get all the way up to Hanging Rock, right? And I decide I'm going to go sit right on the edge. And I'm not lying, man. As I'm walking closer to the edge, mm-hmm. like my heart's shaking, my, whole, my arms are shaking, my legs are shaking. All I wanted to do was get a picture right there on the edge. How dumb was that, yeah. right? So I sit down. I take the picture. My legs are shaking so bad I can't even stand up. Somebody had to help me stand up. I will never get that close to to, to the edge again. Never. I'm with you. I'm okay with heights if I'm in a plane or I'm in a roller coaster. I'm strapped in, but if it's just me. um, I was sweating so bad, man. It was bad. Yeah, exactly. It was bad. (laughs) All right, Carl. Uh, What sound does a seal make? Dude, I'm not. I kinda, Come on, man. What sound does a seal make? I, I have no idea. Why, why are you, I don't even know what a seal makes. You, Come on, just take it. No, no. You do it. For, <laughs> no, you do it, and then I'll do it. I'm asking you the questions, Carl. What sound does a seal make? Just give it a try. I don't even know if I've ever heard a seal. Well, what do you um, think a seal sounds like? <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> That's beautiful. Was it? I don't know. Does a seal sound like that? Sure. Okay, good. Uh, Is my face red? A little bit. So, um, all right. What's the title of the current chapter of your life? Man. Title of the current chapter of my life. Is this supposed to be like spiritual? I don't know. You said, I don't what, know. <laughs> whatever, whatever, you want it to be. whatever the title if, if is. Your life is spiritual right now. And okay, I got it. Um, super busy but focused. There you go. Super busy but focused. Yeah. A, a question I've always got for you because I, I know you, and I don't understand it. But why do you hate movies so much? <laughs> movies, man. Like Carl hates to go to the movies. He hates to watch a movie. Like, why do you hate movies so much? Okay, so here's the thing. When I sit down in a movie theater seat, mm-hmm. dude, in five minutes I'm asleep. I can. It doesn't matter if it's action. It, it doesn't matter if it's sports. It doesn't matter what it is. I get in that comfortable seat, and I fall asleep. So then I'm like, why did I just pay $15 to come to the movie theater? I could have slept on my couch at home. So I'm just uh, I'm tight with my money, Yeah. and it's a waste of time for me. I got you. <laughs> All right. Um, what hobby would you get into if time and money weren't an issue? All right, so everybody makes fun of me. Um, all of my friends, everybody on staff, everybody knows that I can't fix anything. I can't do it. Got a story. Um, it was our anniversary. I wanted Kelly. She wanted this bistro set from Big Lots. I brought it home. I was going to put it together before before she got home from work. Mm-hmm. I pulled everything out. I saw how many pieces it was. I pushed it right back in the box. <laughs> Dude, 
I'm not good at like I would love to be um, handy as far mm-hmm. as like with woodwork. My granddad he he did woodwork all the time. If I had the time and the money, I would love to learn how to do things, um, build things, yeah. make things, and then just be handy around the house. Because bless her heart, Kelly does everything. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. All right, what book? other than the Bible, has most impacted your life? Yeah, so right now I'm reading a book called Crucial Conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about having conversations with people and being in relationship with people, being honest with people. And so right now I'm reading that book, and it's had a huge impact in my life. You know, it's tough having conversations with people sometimes, mm-hmm. good, bad. And through that book, I'm learning uh, when to have the right conversations and how to have those conversations. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Final question is this. Man. Yeah. This is, it can be a serious one right here. So. Okay. Uh, who inspires you to be better? Who inspires me to be better? Man, I've got a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 4-year-old. I think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we wake up in the morning, and I can tell my kids, like, look up to me. I want to work hard for them. I want to reach people for them. I want to set a good example for them. Mm-hmm. So I think absolutely my kids, my wife, Kelly, um, she inspires me to be better. Um, I want to be the leader of my home that I'm supposed to be. Um, so absolutely, my family inspires That's me awesome, to be man. better. Yeah. Well, from a parent of kids that are in the Kingdom Kids Ministry, thank you so yeah. much for what you do, for pouring into them. Um investing into them, training them, giving them opportunities to serve. Sure. I think it's just so important. So uh, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. If you have not subscribed yet, you can go to Apple Podcasts. We'll have a link uh, for that on this. We'd love for you to stop by there, hit subscribe. Also give us a review and a rating. Those help us out. So Uh, Please take some time to do that. Thank you again for listening. Yep. Uh, Thank you, We will see you in two weeks. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We hope that you were challenged and encouraged today as you listened. Until next time, Peace Church, you are sent. Let's go make disciples.